the month of March and the month of April, I paid my entire mortgage off, which was really nice. My mortgage right now is around $2,000. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved, whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and I'm here with today's guest, Thomas Patrick. Hi, Thomas. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Doing well. And Thomas is joining us from sunny St. Petersburg, Florida. He is the first guest who has joined us where I can hear some birds chirping in the background. So it's more of a serene, peaceful conversation that we're going to have today with him. He lives in St. Petersburg, but I met him in New York City. He attended one of my classes that I had there a couple years ago, and we recently reconnected, and he told me what he was doing. And it was It's really interesting as it relates to real estate. He is part of five nonprofits and he shapes surfboards on the time and then real estate related he has a property in St. Petersburg, Florida that he lives in and he rents out one of the rooms via Airbnb. So we're going to talk about that. So with that being said, Thomas, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, sure. Joe, thanks so much for uh, having me on today. And um, yeah, just to give a kind of quick 30 second overview of how I got to St. Pete. Um, I grew up 30 miles west of Manhattan, went to school down um, in the Tampa Bay area at the University of Tampa. And then over the past four years, I've been working in Brooklyn, uh, living in Jersey City. Um, two years ago, two or three years ago is when I took one of your classes because I was looking at investing. Uh, real estate market's really interesting just, you know, with everything that you're doing and some of the tools that you're offering. I decided to kind of take those tools outside of the class and dive a little deeper and um, utilizing one of those tools, I noticed there was a hot spot uh, back where I went to school in the Tampa Bay area, uh, specifically in St. Petersburg, Florida. So with that, um, I, I started taking a look at some of the, the properties down there, um, understanding what my money would get me in the New York area. Uh, I could get at a fraction of the price here and have about three or four times the amount of space and lovely birds waking up every morning. So. <laughs> With that said, uh, I took the plunge. I found an incredible house in, in a really hot area and uh, moved it. Well, closed on the house uh, the day before 4th of July, moved in in September. And as you said, I've been an Airbnb host since January. And it's been a really incredible experience as far as the people I get to meet. Um, essentially, my mortgage is paid for every single month. And um, as, I was, as I was saying earlier, um, I, I recently became a super host for, for the community, which essentially gives me the opportunity to be one of the lead listings in the St. Pete area um, and kind of gives me the little, the little perks of, of treating my guests well and, um, you know, some added, some added value and some, some added uh, dollars with, along with that. How did you find a house in an incredible area while living in another city? 
Well, it's it's all about having a really good uh, a real estate team. Um, I connected with uh, a good friend of mine who is um, works for a mortgage company, and he recommended a good friend of his that could be my realtor. Um, and with her and the use of technology, we were able to zone in within a mile of, of where I was recommended to go. And utilizing FaceTime and all the other technology um, gave me a really good understanding of, of what I was purchasing um, and in a location that I love. And, and funny enough, I actually uh, put a bid on my house without even seeing it. Um, I saw everything virtually. Part of the contract was I had to fly down and at least look at the house before I was able to buy it. So um, booked a flight the, the weekend after I put a bid in, was at the house for two hours, sat in the backyard and said, I want this. So uh, it just took it from there and the rest is history. What was your criteria when you were looking for a house? Location is key. So I need to be in an area that is close enough to a thriving downtown area. Um, especially in St. Pete. So I'm really close to the art scene, really close to the craft brew scene, which is exploding. Really, you know, I have a beautiful park in my backyard. Um, so it's close enough from from the fun and, and activity, but far enough away where it's it's quiet and peaceful. And myself and my guests, you know, can hear birds all day long, all night long if we want. But uh, so for me, location was key. Obviously, price had to make sense. And then just the layout of the house is really important. I live in a, a really historic neighborhood. It's all brick laid streets, um, beautiful live oaks around it. And um, yeah, it just has a lot of history. It's not your typical cookie cutter uh, Florida, Florida neighborhood. So there's a lot of personality in the area. Who rents from you on Airbnb? What's your typical customer look like? I would say there's no such thing as a typical customer. Um, at this point, I've had over 30 different stays um, from over 15 countries, everywhere from 20-year-olds that are going to festivals uh, to 75-year-olds that are from Finland that are traveling around the world and they want to come to see the world-renowned Dali Museum down the street. So, um, you know, I would say majority of these people, they have to know how to use uh, a computer because that's the only way we can get in touch. But other than that, I get every walk of life. When you talk about price and you also said layout of the house and location, let's talk about price though. How did you identify how much you could spend in order for your mortgage to be covered or you're making money? Uh, as far as coverage for, for Airbnb, for what makes sense for me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's pretty simple. You just look at your mortgage, you break down, you know, how many days are in a month, average that out. And then kind of, you know, it's really good to do a small competitive analysis and understand, you know, who's in your local area and what they're pricing at. So at first, I uh, started it really low because I wanted to get my reviews up. I mean, this is a shared economy, so it's all about having good references, good reviews. So I started relatively low for my first 10 stays. Um, after that, I got, you know, really positive reviews, really positive rankings, um, and it started pushing me up to become a super host. At that point, I almost doubled what my, my cost was. And um, yeah. Uh, the month of March and the month of uh, April, I paid my entire mortgage off, which was which was really nice. Let's talk numbers. How much are you bringing in on a monthly basis, and what are the numbers on your mortgage? My mortgage right now is around two thousand dollars. It's uh, a three bedroom, two bath, um, two thousand square foot home with a pool um, right behind a park. Again, really really nice area. And at this point. Um, I'm charging $75 a night. Um, and the good thing about this is I get everywhere from a one-nighter um, up to people that stay two to three weeks at a time. So um, that's just a price that you know I can get 75% of my month filled, and that covers a majority of my mortgage. So 75 a night times 30 is 2250 bucks. Your mortgage is 2000 What about turnover costs? 
turnover costs. Turnover costs essentially are doing laundry. So um, yeah, washing sheets are really my only costs. Um, other than taxes, I'm going to have to pay at the end of the year, which in Florida, it's 7%. So um, it, it's pretty turnkey. I, I really like Airbnb. I've used other services like VRBO and HomeAway. Um, I, I really like the user interface Airbnb. They have kind of a no BS attitude as far as charges. Um, you know, they essentially on, on $75 a month or $75 a night, they take only three, $3 out of the, the actual stay. So, um, it's just been really user-friendly and a great experience overall. When you talk about the layout of the house, are you thinking of that when you purchase it or is that, does that come afterwards? Um, I, I think, you know, it was intuitive to when I was looking at the property, knowing that, um, you know, buying a house that I could potentially at least have half of the mortgage covered was something that was kind of a lens for me. Um, when I found this house, it's kind of car, car It's kind of broken up in, in three different sections, which really gives me opportunity to have my private space, kind of a main area, and then a separate back area. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a consideration when I was looking at properties. What's it like living with people on a constant basis, basically having a bed and breakfast? You know, it's really cool. Um, I'm a traveler surfer by heart, and I've traveled all around the world, and, and I love staying at surf hostels. And, and I told myself when I was younger that one of my goals in life was to, to run my own surf hostel, which essentially is a, a surf Airbnb or um, a surf bed and breakfast. And I love it. Um, I get to meet incredible people from around the world. Um, have amazing conversations. I had someone who was writing a book this past week and, um, you know, we were discussing all things life and, you know, I've had a Tibetan monk from, uh, a week stay, which was incredible. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a difference between having a roommate and having an Airbnb guest. I think with a roommate, they get really comfortable. Um, you know, they leave dishes around, they can be a little messy with an Airbnb guest. I mean, there's just the most utmost, utmost respect, um, because it's such a short stay. So I think intuitively people are a little more respectful of the space, um, which for me is great. And to be honest, if I, if I rented this back room out, I would probably get anywhere from 500 to $700 a month. So, you know, it's a win-win both ways. What's the time commitment involved on a monthly basis? Um, you know, I probably answer one to two emails a day, um, as far as inquiries and, you know, it's really a vetting process for me. People always ask me, you know, do you have any weirdos that stay with you? Or do you ever feel like there's a security issue? And, you know, honestly, when people reach out to me, I am really straightforward. I ask, you know, what their intention is, have they ever done this before? And then I need some references for them. Um, you know, it is my house, it's my private space, so I have to feel comfortable with it. Um, so as far as, you know, time, it's, it's me just vetting out the people that want to stay, answering a couple emails. Um, I would say majority of my time is spent, honestly, just turning over the sheets and doing laundry, which, you know, takes an hour or two um, per stay. But yeah, there's not a ton of time commitment to be, to be quite honest. What happens in the winter months when people aren't coming to the sunny beach? Well, it's actually the opposite because in the winter months, everyone is coming here because... <laughs> They want to escape the Northeast. So, um, you know, I was booked from January till May solid almost every single night. Um, at this point, I'm still booked, I think, because of the super host status. But I, I definitely see the inquiries slowing down a bit because summertime here gets pretty hot. Um, but at the same time, I've spoken to other Airbnb guests have, who've been doing this in the area. And they said that the seasonality isn't really that much of, a, of an effect on your income you can make. Thomas, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? My best advice ever is to 
location, location, location. Everyone says it. And, you know, I think they say it for a reason. If you're going to invest something, just set your criteria for what makes sense for, for where you want to be. Um, you can get the big, glitzy, glamorous house, you know, 20 miles north of, of where you want to be. Um, but to be honest, I think, you know, if, especially if you want to live in a shared economy and take advantage of Airbnbs or take advantage of, you know, rising property opportunities, um, I think location is the most important aspect of any purchase. And then at, at that point, you can wait the other uh, key decisions, you know, as they come. If you were to start in another market, would you go around a beach town or would you, how would you go about researching another market's location for good Airbnb guests? I would probably honestly start city just because, you know, one, I want to be close to an airport. I get, I get a lot of interesting um, people that travel around Florida. They do the East Coast down to Miami to the Keys and then come back up and loop around and they end up in Tampa, um, which is an airport 20 minutes from me. So I think, you know, it is a travel based uh, stay. So if you can be close to an airport, that's really important, um, which is a majority where cities are. Um, beaches are good, but I think they're a little more seasonal based on the weather, um, where if you're in a strong city that has, you know, good cultural influences, whether it's art, whether it's music, um, you know, I would focus on that. So, you know, like a Nashville or an Austin or probably other locations, um, that would make sense. Obviously they're a little kind of past their prime as far as, you know, investing opportunities, but something with a similar type, uh, kind of cultural influence is something I, I would look into. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever sponsors. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F. L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. You've heard him on the Best Ever Show, episode 209. His name's Craig Capola, and he's got a book you must read. The Art of Commercial Real Estate Leasing is what it's called, and it tells you 19 things to look for in a lease. Go to Amazon.com right now and buy The Art of Commercial Real Estate Leasing. All right, Thomas, best ever book you've read? Awareness by Osho. What's that? It's an incredible book about being present in the moment. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it? Uh, big brother, big sister. Uh, I am a big brother for um, a child in South St. Pete, and it's been an incredible experience. Uh, you know, I've only been with him for four months, and I've seen him grow so much as an individual, and uh, it's been rewarding to watch him grow, and it's been a great experience for myself. Best ever success habit you practice? Good communication. Uh, communication is the key success of any relationship, any business. So, you know, just being timely, being consistent, and being conscious of every conversation you have. Best ever deal you've done? I would say my Airbnb house. I have an incredible house with incredible property. Um, for only 75 bucks a night, you can't beat it. And every single person that stay, stays here says it's an absolute steal. So I would say that's the best deal I've ever given. I meant to ask you this how much did you buy it for, and what do you think it's worth now? Bought the house uh, for three thirty um, at the time when I got it appraised a month after or a couple weeks after I put the bid in. It already was up ten thousand um, dollars. Prior to even putting the bid in, um, one of the key selling points to me was understanding that a Trader Joe's was happening down the street. Um, and you obviously know there's a ton of research being put into location spotting for uh, for that uh, type of brand. So um, understanding that you know if they're going to invest in that area, it probably would make sense for me too as well. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? 
I participate with a nonprofit called Serve, where essentially we bring out six volunteers from the U.S. to Nicaragua. Uh, we build clean water filtration systems for thousands of villagers. So I did the project two years ago, and I'm going to be doing the project again this year. Um, so yeah, it's it's a volunteerism experience that can't be beat. Best ever quote: "A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step." Lao Tzu. How have you applied that in your life? Anytime you're at that tipping point where you say, "Should I do this or should I not?" You start from the bottom and you work your way up. So that quote always resonates in the back of my head. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate or business? Well, I don't believe that mistakes are necessarily bad because you can learn from them.、Um, I would say the biggest mistake was I, I found this house the, the day after I started searching, and I didn't get it because someone else put a bid in, and I thought it was too early to, to invest. So I was kicking myself for about three weeks on that, and then some financing job fell through with this house, and, and it came back up. So、uh, that was my biggest mistake at the time, but you know. Serendipity came through, and、uh, I was able to, to snatch the house up. So that mistake was、uh, resolved itself. What's the best ever place to reach you? Best ever place to reach me is social media. Man, come on, it's easy. We're all plugged in. So Facebook, LinkedIn,、uh, Gmail. I'll give you my cell phone. I'm an open book. You can contact me anywhere. It's fine. You want to throw out those digits? Sure. You can reach me on my personal cell. <laughs> Nine seven three four seven six zero four one one. Sounds like you've got a place for our best ever listeners to stay in Saint Petersburg if they ever want to go there, right? I got it. And one of the, the key selling points that make all my guests extremely ecstatic is I've created a treasure map of the local area, so that when you come here, you don't even have to think. You just pull up that treasure map, and you get the insight for eight years of the best of the Tampa Bay area when you get here.、Uh, so you can kind of just sit back and enjoy the best of what Saint Pete has to offer. Oh my gosh! What a great marketing tool. That's awesome. I love that. Well, clearly this is a conversation around how to maximize the income from your primary residence through Airbnb, and the lessons that you've learned, how you pick the home, what you look for in the area, being relatively close to a thriving downtown, but just far enough. So that it's a little peaceful, and we've heard birds chirping in the background, as I thought we would throughout this conversation. And you know, having that sort of serenity with this particular property. I mean, clearly, if you're got a property and you're doing Airbnb in New York City, then you've got a different environment. But you've got people visiting for other reasons. And then talking about the price, where you know you've got seventy-five dollars a night. They're taking three bucks out of that. You're basically covering your mortgage every month. Whenever you maximize the amount of days that you can rent it out during the month, the type of layout of the house that you look for, you're in a very good position because you've got kind of a private area for you, plus another area for the guests. You've you know come up with a marketing technique that differentiates your property from others, both in Your experience on Airbnb, where you've got the notoriety as a super host, but then also how you just threw in that treasure map thing that you were just mentioning. I think that's really cool too, because that kind of takes the the thought process out of discovering an area. You know, gamification is huge, and creating a game out of it is just another thing for them to do and for them to tell their friends about. It's very buzzworthy and definitely gets a lot of word of mouth going. I imagine. Then I like how you mentioned the Trader Joe's example too. Where you noticed and you knew that Trader Joe's was building a site 
really close by. And you do the same thing I do. I look at where the Walmart is, where McDonald's is, where the large supermarket, maybe like in the Midwest, Kroger Marketplace is. How long have they been there? And that way I might be able to identify how far into the progress of growth the community is. So thank you so much. Tons of learnings here. Appreciate you giving the best ever advice to the best ever listeners. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Jeff. Good luck with everything. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever. 